0: Good evening, everyone. I just uh, Yo Weiss here from Israel. Uh, tonight's year, we're first of all thankful that everybody could join us. Uh, we're going to have a share given by Rav Moshe Lichtenstein on the topic Kadesh Urchatz Karpas, the first three innings of the Seder. Uh, this year is dedicated in memory of Joshua Marmelstein, Yoshua Moshe Ben Chaya Rachel, who uh, was a close friend of the yeshiva and uh, uh, passed away recently suddenly and uh very very uh, extend our deepest condolences to the family uh and uh Rav Moshe I'll pass it on to Rav Moshe to say a few words and then begin the shear uh the shear will please God, go about till uh 12 uh 1:30 in America time here in Israel it will go till uh uh, 7 30 and for those that want to stay on later there could be some time for questions uh and uh, there'll be a source sheet as well to be shared so on that note the vakasha uh, Ramosha Lichtenstein.
1: Uh, good afternoon uh, good evening uh depending on location which is a wonderful thing per se i first thought it's so heartwarming to see so many familiar faces uh, uh, through these uh, squares on, on the screen. Um, I think one of the things that we've discovered the past year is, uh, or maybe I should actually say that uh, a year ago we were su- such a different place and uh, I, I cleaned my kitchen last night and that's how I was cleaning. I said to myself, last year I didn't clean. I m- may try to halachically all right, but I had the patience or the... I think it's proper to clean in the middle of the pandemic. Baruch Hashem, if someone calmed down, I can go back to cleaning chores and uh, to summer, to resume a semblance of, of normalcy. Uh, of course, the of course the tragedy and the loss is still with us, but uh, I do feel that we're in a different place than last year, and it's much easier to have such a share like this. In Toshim Pe'alif, Baruch Hashem. I remarked to my Talmudim uh, the other day that um, we needed technology to prove to us how much human contact matters. They were literally going crazy when we studied on Zoom and there was a lockdown. They wanted to be in the and at any price, mechir. and uh, technology on the one hand proved to us how much human contact is so necessary. On the other hand, it allows us alumni, overseas friends, chayalim. Uh, to be able to contact, I'm sure, and beyond the we're going to continue to use Zoom to be able to uh, bring together uh, people to, to learn together and to bridge the the gap. Um, the same technology allows us to bridge the gap and to study together and to uh, and to engage in Torah Chayim. Also allows us or provides us the opportunity to also uh, engage in, uh, in 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 Avilut and Yichum uh, Avilim and the loss of Josh is really—I uh, really feel lost. He was—he became a close friend. I discovered that people support the yeshiva become close friends eventually because uh, the same value system, the same, um, same goals. And Josh uh, Zal—he uh, was very big into technology and learning. He—he uh, uh, he was very—he was constantly giving us advice and comments and. Um, and I had improved the VBM and he was a constant consumer of the VBM or maybe consumer is the wrong word, a constant participant. Uh, and we made Torah through the VBM. And uh, I'm sure a share like this, he would have been natural to have joined us had he, we not had suffered the loss and made the whole, um, made the share be l'iluni li, Nishmato. And um, really the continuous legacy of Torah and technology combining to make Torah more available and more widespread. So, a uh, final um, preliminary announcement. Uh, I called it Kadesh Ruchatz Karpas. The first three innings, uh, given that baseball has no time, you can uh, you, an inning can last forever, but uh, this year has a time frame. It's like basketball, and uh, I'm limited to forty-eight minutes at the moment. So, we will devote most of the time to the first and the third elements. Um, Ruchatz, uh, I will touch upon towards the end, but, but only briefly, even though properly built, we could have to be the climax of this whole thing, but uh, we'll do that uh, briefly, and don't blink when get to Rechatz. Okay, um, having said all this, Kadesh, Rechatz, Karpaz, etc., etc., now, it's not, it's, as you get to Yachatz, right, Kadesh, Ruchatz, Karpas, Yachatz, Magid, Motsi, Matzah, etc., it's clear to us that yachatz, magid, matzah, moror, Korech are integral parts of the Seder. And that's the um, that's essentially what the Seder is all about. The Seder Mitzrayim and the mitzvahs of Pesach night. Kadesh Urchatz Karpas, in theory, don't belong necessarily to uh, the Pesach, right? Every Friday night I do Kadesh Urchatz and uh, Maybe karpas, maybe, maybe not. Depends on, on our menu for that evening. Uh, but essentially, it's not unique to Pesach. Kadesh, Rechatz, Karpas are uh, common events. And, uh, and the obvious question is, um, to begin with, are these really parts of the Seder, so to speak? Or simply, uh, Pesach night is also a regular Yom Tov. And since it's regular Yom Tov, so we have Kadesh, Rechatz, Karpas. Uh, and really, we should move from there on to right, Had a bit of regular Yanta, We then uh, eat bread and, uh, and shulchan al but we're sidelined, uh, sidetracked by, uh, by the main event, which is Hamuchism uh, magid. But essentially, the first three elements are preliminary and not an essential part of the Seder. One could presumably think like that, and we'll see in a moment that apparently the Gemara itself is a debate about that. Um, of course, the Mishnah in Masakh Pesachim, when the Mishnah begins detailing Pesach night, which is what the, the, what the 40, uh, what, what, excuse me, what, what the 10th Pesachim deals with, so it, um, moment, um, it, uh, it, of course, it begins some Kiddush, uh, let me just uh, try to pop on the screen here uh, the sources, one moment, uh. One moment. Uh, just a second. For some reason, I can't get the. Uh, uh, one moment. Uh, here it is. Okay, here we are. If you see here. Um, Let's let's go to the top of the sheet, um, right? This is the Mishnah. Mazgul kos rishon. We pour the first cup, and you make Kiddush. Now, uh, as I said before, one can say it's you know, one can view the Kiddush not an in integral part of uh, the there. However, um, here I'd like for for a moment to move on to the Rambam's theory, which I think is important to uh, to begin with. Um, the Rambam writes as follows. I'm here in source number four, if you see. Um, oh, one second. Um, I will read the the, the, the Ge'rsa in the Rambam that I use and Amish has used for the past few hundred years. Seder. No, it's not Sidur. Seder Asiat Mitzvot Elu Bilecha Mishasar Kachu, etc., etc. Uh, let me explain for a moment here the structure the Rambam gave to... Um, his presentation of the halachot of Pesach. The Rambam has eight chapters of Chametz and Matzah. There are uh, um, altogether eight chapters. The first four or five deal with Chametz. The sixth one deals with baking Matzah, right? quote unquote, creating and baking the Matzah. Seven and eight deal with what we would call Leila Seder, in other words, with, uh, with, with Pesach Night. It corresponds more or less in the Mishnah Pesachim to in the seven eight correspond to the tenth and final chapter of Masechet Pesachim. Now uh, the Rabbam though has two chapters here seven and eight, and the per se is fine. He can he's allowed to devote two chapters to uh, any topic he wants to, but. The 8th chapter repeats a lot of the material which is represented in the 7th chapter. It's not that the 8th the, the chapter, like he, he, 50% of the material he did in, the, in number 7, 50% number 8. It's rather the 7th chapter covers basically all the material, and the 8th chapter, to a large degree, repeats it, but in sequence. And, and this here is the important point. What Rambam does over here is analogous to what he did in Yom Kippur. And let's take a look, let's take a look at that um, source number five. Seder kolamasim Notice once more the parallels between four and five. And once more I emphasize that the first word of four should be seder. the sequence of performing these mitzvot. kolamasim the sequence of all of the events of Yom Kippur right, you, it's a really little parallel. Seder mitzvot, Seder maasim meaning he, does, he tells you the sequence, the time, kahu, this is how it is. And then a colon, and he begins. now he begins a play-by-play to describe in sequence the events. Now, what happened in Avodat Yom What happened in the previous three chapters of Seder Avodat Yom the previous three chapters, he gave all the halachot. And then chapter number four, he gives you a play-by-play. He simply gives a running description of the sequence, what goes on in the mikdash. the kohen does this, he does that. And the, it's simply, everything's presented in sequence, not thematically and not organized by topic, carbon A, carbon B, Kedusha A, Kadusha B. But rather by how it's actually performed, and this happens here in chametz and matzah, meaning first it gives you the seventh chapter, all the details, all the halachot. In the eighth chapter, he describes it to you. Seder kolam mitzvah. This is how the seder. This is the sequence. And just as Yom Kippur, the first three chapters tell us that these are the details, the halachic details. And the fourth chapter gives us in sequence. Why is it so important? Because on Pesach, to the best of my knowledge, there is no source that you have to make a Seder. We always talk about, you know, right, say Seder. We talk about the Seder. But Chazal do not really describe it like that. Just, to the best of my knowledge, there's no basic you know, source in Halacha that you need a Seder. Rather, uh, the, Mishnah, the Mishnah gives us we have all kinds of mitzvah, so they're presented in the mission on a certain sequence, but there's no source which claims the sequence really matters. In Yom Kippur, it's not like that. In Yom Kippur, it's clear that from the Torah itself, midoraisa, sequence matters. If in Yom Kippur, you change the order, you have to repeat. You know, anything done out of order is disqualified. In Yom Kippur, everything has to be by the Seder, the psukim, which uh, the Kemar there's no... Um, in Yom Kippur, it is uh, crucial. Now, the Rambam is clearly drawing an analogy here between Yom Kippur and Pesach, meaning the Rambam believes that in Pesach also, sequence matters. Or to put it differently, there's a Seder. Seder Asiyat Mitzvot B'lech The sequence of performing this Mitzvot on the 15th of Nisan is as follows. Okay, so, and as so, and as we noticed, there is the, the sequence matters. Now what is where does he begin from? He doesn't begin from Magid, but So the sequence begins with kiddush. In other words, the Rambam believes that there is a say there. There really is a there's a program, and the program begins with kiddush. Kiddush is not a preliminary uh, part; it is the program itself. In other words, the program, the seder, begins with Kiddush and not uh, and not afterwards. Seder the seems to be Kachem, and it begins with um, the first course, which is Kiddush. <clears throat> now, um, the, the, the Rambam, of course, he's, he's this is interpretation. He's assuming that when the Mishnah already says Masgulo <laughs> Kosri so that means this is the beginning of the program of Pesach night. Okay, now, I, I, I think I'm in pretty solid ground saying that according to the Rambam, the Kiddush is already part of Lelah Seder. It's not, as I said before, a preliminary stage or a, a matter to allow me to, 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 to eat later on. Rather, it's part of the Seder itself. Okay, now... Let's for a moment go to Gemara and see. Apparently, Gemara itself debated this. Uh, I'm skipping here to source number six. Oh, excuse me. Um, number two. Right. The first Mishnah is Muslim Khost Vishon. That you pour the first cup and you make Kiddush. There's a Mishnah later on in the Kufi Zainamutvaid further down, that you pour the third cup and you bench. So the third cause is that the Gemara says, Okay, I'll translate and explain. Rav Hanan said to, said to that from this Mishnah, we can derive a halacha. Or, to put it differently, we can decide a machlokas, a, a, a debate, from uh, from, uh, from other places. Meaning, there's a, the Gemara discusses in a few places whether there's a requirement to bench on the coast. The same way you make Kiddush on wine, the Gemara has a, has an opinion that you have to bench on wine every time you bench, and it's unlike the, nowadays we do this only on festive occasions. But uh, there's, there's one opinion in the Gemara every standard benching require. every standard kiddush requires wine. Every standard benching, every time you you make some mazah, you need some wine uh, to, to take a brach upon it. Rav Hanan wants to deduce from the Mishnah here that because of requires wine. Why? Because um, if on Pesach night you have four cups and one of them is on benching, apparently benching requires wine, otherwise there will be three cups. In other words, he's assuming that you don't necessarily need four cups because of Pesach. You need four cups because you have to bench. You, you, know, you have to make Kiddush. You have to bench. So really, two of the four are not really part of the myths of Pesach. Two of the four simply are, uh, are there because, we, because you need them for other purposes. To put it differently, he's deriving the halachot of Bukhaz or oh, the whole year round from Pesach night, meaning there's nothing unique to benching and Pesach night. Benching, Pesach night is the standard benching, and whatever it applies here is, applies the whole year round. <coughs> he does not, he treats it simply as an everyday occurrence, which has no relevance or no special relevance to Pesach. That's Rav Hanan's uh, assumption, and this is exactly what Rav disagrees with. On Milo, Arba Kasi four cups were established for Pesach night. In the reason you need wine for benching here is not because benching requires wine the whole year round. It's because Pesach, a Pesach there's, there's a separate obligation of drinking four cups to express the fact that yes, it's is trying. or liberty. Kolchad vichad each and every one, we should perform a mitzvah. Kolchad vichad every mitzvah. Okay, now I can say the following. Rav Hanan certainly thought that there are parts of Pesach Night which are not part of the Pesach program. They're simply there because you, it's necessary to it's necessary to bench. Uh, right? In the same way uh, it's necessary to do other things. It's, it's necessary to dive in my roof, right? So you have to dive a Pesach night. It's necessary to bench, you have a cup, but it's not an essential part of the say there. Rava disagrees. Now it is not clear in Rava's presentation only the fact that you drink or also the text of Berkat Mazon. And uh, now, because of time limitations, I will make an assumption over here, namely the following. um, There's a very famous passage in Revellous Chidusha and the Rambam that there's a dual mitzvah every time you drink the four kosas. There's one mitzvah to recite the text, the other mitzvah is to drink, is to drink wine. To drink wine as an expression of chayrus, joy, um, freedom, etc. And uh, there's, another mitzvah, there's another mitzvah to recite a text. The same way we say a, we say a text and kiddush. The same way we make a bracha and, and sheva brachas, etc. Now, so at the moment I'm taking this axiomatic, I think he proves it convincingly, and uh, we'll uh, okay now. If there indeed is a dual mitzvah, so apparently, or it's reasonable to assume that the text of kiddush, according to Rava, at least, like according to Rava, Chazal came and said, "The four kosot, let us perform a mitzvah in each and every one." Out of the four kosot, which were established for Pesach night, Kol chad v'Chad, and each and every one, you do a mitzvah, meaning in each and every one. Not only is there a mitzvah to drink four cups, and each and every one is a mitzvah to recite a text which is relevant to Pesach night. Or to put it differently, according to Rav HaNan, the text of Kiddush is integrated into the Seder. Now, why is this so? So from one level, it's very easy to answer. Right? Kiddush talks about Zeche, Itzias Mitzrayim. Right? Kiddush has the element of Zeche, Itzias Mitzrayim. And therefore, um, I, I mentioned Yitzhak Mitzrayim in Kiddush. I mentioned, so I'm in Kiddush, so the text is takes on special meaning or added relevance in uh, on Pesach night. This is a point that the Rav uh, spoke about often, and um, it appears in his, in his Haggadah, and, in the Haggadot of his, which were published by various people, uh, and, uh, all of them, uh, bring this down, it was one of his basic points. So, however, I'd like to add here an, an additional point. It's not simply that we mentioned the phrase, Zechitz That matters, but it's, it's something much more basic, I think. And here we have to go back to the four L'shonos of Geula. Right, what, what was Moshe Rabbeinu told when Am Israel? because Rahul gave him the master plan for leaving Egypt? But right, what is the basically the, the plan for it's Mitzrayim? So there are two elements or the two goals to be achieved. Right, strategically, it's comes to achieve two goals. Votsaiti v'itzalti, v'gealti, Goal number one refers first and foremost to rescuing us from the oppression, I'm suffering this suffering, this death, this genocide, this oppression, and Yisrael has to be rescued from, uh, from the oppression. <speaking in Egypt> from the suffering in Egypt. And that is, um, that's number one. But there's something else, which is what's etchem <speaking in Egypt> li is the election or the choice, at the bechir of Am Yisrael? Am was chosen, or the promise, Tav Mervila, was of that that he will establish a God's people. This was achieved. It says him or more accurately, in tandem with it says him in tandem with uh, And when Chazal tell us the halachot of gerut, right, of conversion. The source is it says Mitzrayim and Mamadar Sinai. Chazal derived in the Gemara and the various stages of in mean, converting to become Jewish from what Am Yisrael underwent in Egypt and Mamadar Sinai. In other words, Yitzhas Mitzrayim is Bechir Yisrael. And it's an interesting question. Basically, like, it's say these like, dual elements Basically, uh, you can see them threaded through the whole evening, the mitzvot, the passages in the Haggadah. Uh, just to give a quick example, carbon Pesach, and carbon Pesach, for reasons which I won't detail at the moment, the Shrita has more to do has more to do with b'chiras Israel. It's bringing the carbon, sacrificing a Korban, has more to do with choosing Am Israel. While eating it has more to do with celebrating the freedom. Because one is more celebration of freedom, the other is, is a covenant. The covenant is bringing the is bringing the korban. That's bechira, and uh, the, the covenantal element. The other eating it is more celebrating simply the fact that we are no longer suffering and we have free people. Now, um, what's the whole point of Kiddush? Or now. W- I mentioned before the Abbas Rogula. Let me quote another Pasuk. A Pasuk which we are familiar with. We say every day in Shema, right? I took you out of Egypt, why? Liot Lachem Meaning it's not only I, I didn't take out of Egypt to rescue you. I took out of Egypt Liot Lachem and you will be my people. Or to put differently. Kili B'nai Israel Avadim. B'nai Israel are God's people. Right? they the subservient to K'adosh Baruch Hu. Asher, it's Asher, it's saying to you, it's trying. They're my Avadim, right? Because I took them out of Egypt. No, it's because Israel, and, and it's just it's trying to go hand in hand. And this is how we begin the evening. We begin with Kiddush. What are we say in Kiddush? Kiddush Shalom, it's a meaning he chose us, it's not only the idea that, no, it's not only the fact that a slave doesn't have time consciousness. It's not only the fact that a slave is really somewhat of a robot or an object, so to speak, a machine and not a subject. But the, the, the whole point of Kiddush is, I show Kiddusha no etc. And when we say in Kiddush of Yom Tov, right, Right, we say, we, This is how we're saying. This means, this is what. So what we do is we kick off the, the evening by mentioning not only, not only just by making kiddush per se and, and drinking a cup of wine because we're in a happy mood, Rather, we begin by dwelling upon the fact, <speaking in Hebrew> et So that's, that's why Kiddush becomes a more integral part of Yitzayas Mitzrayim than... Um, actually That's why Kiddush Pesach night becomes an integral part of Yitzayas Mitzrayim or Sibu Yitzayas Mitzrayim. There's the mitzvah of Yitzhaz uh, uh, Mitzrayim. Now, um, let me go back to the source sheet for a moment. And already we're behind schedule, but let's do this properly. Um an instant gemara and masechet p'sachim and daf kuf yudzaim. It's source number six. Amar Rechab Yaakov Rechab HaYakov stated... You have to mention Yitzyaat Mitzrayim in Kiddush. He proves it because it says the man Torah said you should remember the day you left Egypt. It says le- You should remember. So, the words zachor", "zachor," and now. It's also conceivable that the here was the Charet at etzatam quite the Kohein Either way, right, He draws a comparison between remembering Egypt and remembering Shabbos, and the same way you remember Shabbos during Kiddush, so too you remember Egypt during Kiddush. Now Tos <laughs> many Tosfos, Rashbam, uh, and others thing that the Gemara is talking about Kiddush Friday night, which is why we say Friday night, right? Meaning the the reason that we mention every Friday night is basically this Gemara as interpreted by the Rosh Hashanah and by Tosfos, that the Gemara wants us to integrate throughout the year. It's an important point, and there are many subsequent discussions exactly how crucial it is um, at the moment, let's put that aside. However, the Rambam, nevertheless, it's a Gemara in the middle of all the discussion of of Pesach night. The Gemara discusses all the hafs of Kiddush, 10 dappim earlier, and does a pretty comprehensive and thorough job of doing that, but once you finish Kuv Zayin, it's over. Once you you reach uh, daf 107, the Gemara transitions into Pesach from Shabbos, and this appears 10 times later on. In other words, smack in the middle of the it's just a trying discussion. Which is why the Rambam said the obvious thing, apparently. Look at source number 9. Uh, one second. Mitzvah T'sesh of Torah. L'saper b'nissim um, a mitzvah from the Torah. To discuss and to read and to tell over all of the miracles and the chassid, because Baruch did to Avutain Mitzrayim, and he quotes the pasuk Hayom remember the day he left Egypt. The same way it said Koshen Emar Zehor Demashabat. The Gemara is clearly um, interpreting that Gemara. Now, the Gemara is telling us you have to mention Zehus. You have to mention Yitzchak Mitzrayim Pesach Night. Or if you go back now to source number six again, what the Rambam apparently is assuming is that the Gemara is talking about Pesach Night. In other words, the whole year round, apparently, there's no need to mention Yitzchak Mitzrayim, but the Gemara is coming to tell us, even though the whole year round there's no need, unlike our custom, Nevertheless, on Pesach night, there is a need, because this is part of the mitzvah of Kiddush on Pesach. The, by the way, the may have pointed this out, and it's convincing. Namely, the Rambam certainly believes that there's a unique obligation to mention Kiddush, or, excuse me, to just trying the Kiddush on Pesach night, which is why the Rambam we began with Mentions Kiddush as the opening part of the Seder. The rabbi integrated Kiddush into the Seder, which is why he says that the sequence of the the program of the Seder begins with Kiddush. And then he makes, he's very careful to mention that Sias Mitzrayim has to be integrated into the Kiddush of Pesach Night. Okay, this is basically what I call the first ending. And this is Kadesh. And the bottom line is that um, Kiddush, at least according to the Rambam, Kiddush is part of the say there. It's not simply because it's Yom that you have to make Kiddush. Kiddush is an integral part of the say there. And we begin from the get-go, we begin to discuss it's Mitzrayim and its implications. I should add, of course, that a good deal of, Part of the say that discusses the events that transpired in Egypt. Part of the say that doesn't discuss the events, rather, it dwells upon the implications. And and, and interestingly, the Rambam there that I quoted before in source number nine, this quote the Rambam, this is the source for the Mitzvah T.S. Mitzrayim. The source is not the right? Normally, we assume the source is the Gadatel You relate to your child the story, you tell over the story. The rabbi uses the Pasuk Zachor, Tayyoma Yitzrayim. What's interesting is that Pasuk is mentioned about telling the story when you arrive in, later on in Israel, when you arrive in Eretz Israel, you tell the story. What's more important is the word, the verb Zachor. Has a strong connotation of self reflection. Vigadata means tell a story. that means to sit and tell the story, just simply to relate, to give a play by play what happened in Egypt. Zachor means to think about the implications. What, right, um, really means to understand and to have a consciousness. It means to create. Put differently, Zachor is more in the present. Vigadata, you tell what happened in the past. But Zachar is you have a consciousness in the present. Uh, and uh, in the Rambam, it's a part we, I, my father used to mention every year at the beginning of the say, the, 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 this Rambam of Zachar, that uh, it, it, the Rambam inserts more of an element of self-consciousness and implications, and not only uh, just telling over the story. And, um, and this is why we begin with Kiddush. Kiddush is the ultimate implication of Yitzchitz Mitzrayim. Okay, now, fast-forwarding to Karpas, as I told you before. Uh, now, let's go on to the third section of the source sheet. Um, okay, here we are in number 32. <clears throat> the Mishnah describes, now, in the source, it's number. we've jumped from 9 to 32. In the Mishnah, it's a few lines, uh, in the G'mah, it's a few lines. Hey, Okay, if they bring they bring you, they bring to you uh, some vegetables, and you dip them in chazeret or whatever until you reach parperter pot, pot appetizers. Um, okay, now um, I'll. Um, <laughs> The Gmar begins discussing here... The Gmar gets in a pretty um, complicated discussion which deals with the basic principle of be mitzvot, which I will not uh, I, I will bog us down with at the moment. But if you, if you look at number 33, so the begins with a discussion of a major halachic concept. And let's skip all of that. Five the Gmar is as follows. Um, if you... Don't accept what was said before. So why do you need karbas? Because why do you need a double dip? Number one is uh the one is karbas. number two is murder later on. You dip the murar in uh, in the and you dip the karbas in whatever you dip it, um and uh so why do you hide the bean tray tibule? Why do you need two dips? Tray tibule ki the it should be a sign. Tinokot means children, it doesn't mean babies. Tinokot and Chazal usually like Tokot Shabet Rabban mean children uh, who go to school. It doesn't mean uh, two year olds. Uh, you, uh, you dip twice or you serve, uh, you have both Karbas and Mara. So the young children should know that this evening is unique and different. Okay. Um, now the Gemara continues, um, and the Gemara discusses the need to bring to what do you bring? You bring two tibul, uh, um, second, you bring two tavshilin. What do you bring to The Gemara, let's continue here. My tavshilin. There's all kinds of opinions here, including rice um, and other vegetables. Um, or Fish and then eggs or what? Okay, now um, what, what's here? I'd like now to to, to dwell upon a, an important point, um, but once more, um, okay, uh, and w- which is the following? The um, Gemara describes various events which are done, said on purpose, to pique the curiosity of a child. Right, you want we artificially try to we use, we use various artificial means to point out that the evening is different, right? halayla There was a story further down, um, which is over here. Um, <coughs> it talks about that you remove the shulchan from the Balagada. Why do you remove the, the For a moment, a moment of explanation, right? Shukhan was a tray, right? In the time of Chazal, they didn't quite have tables, but we have tables and they didn't have dining rooms, like we have dining rooms. Uh, you have to think of a tray. Okrimet shukhan you, you means you move the tray. Nowadays, you move the kaira from the, from the table. Was so the following story, Oh, Why do you remove the tray? The children should notice and, you know, be puzzled and ask you why. And that's the following, abaye was a Talmud of Rabba. he was a Rabbi Seder. He noticed that they removed the, the, the table, the tray the we still haven't eaten. like a, like a waiter in a in a wedding hall that they're removing the food before you actually have time to eat. Uh, and the body was obviously perplexed. Amarle perfect like bullseye. Your question is instead of Manishtana, You've noticed you've noticed that something here is strange. Of course, I was a child. Uh, or actually when I, you would remove this kaira, and one of the children would ask, why are you doing that? And yes, it would be? Kedai Sheshua Tino cult. And then, of course, he'd be insulted, and uh, it would take 10 valuable minutes to calm him down because he'd be insulted that you tell him that you do it in order to Sheshua Tino cult. Um But what, what's going on over here? To, to explain this, I'd like now to um basically draw a distinction between this and, uh, and the care of carapace. Um, what, um, over here, it's really an artificial, uh, trick to point out the, the uniqueness of the day. What's going on here is as follows, right? The child notices this festive meal and right. You know, you, you, set, you set the table and you serve, right. And presumably you're serving appetizers. And he has a tray, he's washed, he's ready for a meal. Now when you remove the tray, it's artificial. No, it's like, this, right? so what's happening? In a sense, you're stealing his meal. And he's sitting down, I think for a moment that we would, uh, you invite Shabbos guests, you'd, uh, you'd set the table, you invite them for Kiddush, you would um, make hamotzi, and then, right you then you take away all the plates, and there was cessoring a filter fish, you would take away all the plates, obviously, the guests would be very surprised and this is what's happening over here. What's really happening is you're bringing right you make kiddush, you wash in this case, not for bread, you but you they used to wash and they used to wash also for vegetables. you wash kadesh or hats, right, and what's supposed to happen, of course, is karpas, or, or you take a little karpas so you have appetizers, and after you finish the appetizers, obviously the next stage is a meal. And instead of serving the meal, you begin to clear the table and take away everyone's trays, and if they used utensils, which I doubt they did 2,000 years ago, you would take away the utensils as well. <laughs> In other words, what you're doing is, you're basically clearing off, obviously the katan would be very upset and surprised, and then you say to him, now it's, it's a care, it's, but of course, it's only a care. You want to tell the Katan, listen, you want to eat, you got to hear the story, right? Uh, think from all the dinners of our mitzvahs, right? You make sure the drasha is before the meal because otherwise, the, the people won't say for the drasha. So you take away the table and you tell, you tell the Katan, this is not just a, no, this is not another of meal. It's a care that the Katan should be realized that the meal and the story go hand in hand. And before we were, so we, we, we tell them it's a unique evening. It's an evening which requires study and uh, experience. And we tell the Qatan, okay, we've taken away the table because we're going to tell the story. But obviously, this, this, there is something artificial over here, which is what the Gemara says. You are taking away only from BalHagada Because it's, it's really a sign to tell the Qatan, don't worry, there'll be a meal, but there has to be a story first. So, you take it away from the Baal Havgadah alone because he's the one in charge of telling the story. Now, this is what happens over here. What's happened by Karpas? So, let's now for a moment go to the Rambam. Source number 35. Um, he makes <laughs> He takes a vegetable and he gives in the haroset, But the Rambam you, the carb is also in Haroset. The Kizayit And you the Kizai. And then you remove the and then you remove the trays and etc. Notice the Rambam insists, surprisingly Ashkenazim, I guess, the Rambam insists that you eat a Kazaiis. And he goes out of his way to insist upon that. Right? He tells us, he doesn't only really state that you eat a kezayit, kol each and every one, no a The rabbi is insistent uh, that every person eats a kezayit. And no one is allowed to skip the kezayit. you can, and no excuses for diets or, uh, you know, like radishes or whatever. Everyone has to eat uh, a why is Rambam so insistent upon this? Um, it actually raised the the curiosity of the Maharam. I'm down here in number thirty six. This is a quote from the Rambam, from the thirteenth century Ashkenaz. To put it this is the Ashkenazi perspective on the Rambam. I have no idea what this kizayit is all about. As I understand Mara. The achila right, k'sibe. it says, "Mamar, you if you eat it." Al yochluhu, and we have a, we have a general rule, right, that um, anything which is achila and there's any mitzvah which is eating something requires a k'zayit. So, so he's standing over here. I understand that you need a k'zayit samara. but I'm perplexed why a of of Um Every time you eat, has to be at least a kezayit. On this first uh, dip, it's only to make children, children curious. It's simply to make them, It's cause, to cause them to ask questions. For that, anything is small amount, right? even the, uh, even a small, tiny amount is good enough. Because all you to do is make a bracha, a barpeh And the bracha doesn't require kezayit. Vareich you can make a barpeh adama even on a minute amount. Now, then he goes, then he begins to discuss um, the question, yes, bracha, no bracha, I'm leaving all that aside. And then he continues Um The Yerik Rishon, the first one, no no kot, and every he's very very surprised by the Rambam, and um, and then he did a quote to my Ram Katab, to go to my Rutenberg that you don't need a Kesayit, and that's what most what most Ashkenazim do nowadays. Most Ashkenazim do not eat. Uh, so not eat a um, however, um the rambam it's just about kazait, and by the way, uh, the briskers all eat a kazayes because of the rambam and um my children are very glad to be briskers once a year uh in carpets they're very glad to be briskers, but by more or less so. But uh at least in carpas they're very appreciative that uh they, they get more uh two or three and um now, what's the Rambam's point? It's, it's a good question, but, the, but what, what is that? Gostemur is asking. He's asking, why because a for karpas? The karpas is to be strange. The answer to the Rambam is, of course not. I think the Rambam has here his whole different concept of the karpas. Right? They have, basically, the idea is very simple. The idea is to have a festive meal. Ask ourselves for a moment, right? In, in our contemporary situation, um, how many uh, notes? When do you go to a meal in which is a smorgasbord and then a meal? It's, it's usually on festive occasions, right? Weddings, dinners, uh, bar mitzvahs, things like that. Uh, on, uh, right, on, on a day when, when you eat, uh, like I'm going to eat uh, supper soon in a few minutes. Uh, no smorgasbord, and uh, you know I'll be, I'll be lucky if we have <laughs> we just have a regular core regular meal. It was the whole point of carpas. Right? You, you don't serve carpas uh, on you know, on a day in day out basis. You serve carpas for festive occasions or state dinners, things like that. The point of carpas is not is a keri latino count. That's correct. It, but what, what's the point of hekera latino code? Hekera latino code is not to tell Tino code, oh, there's a strange evening that we're going to start, a false start, or it's a strange evening where we're doing things double." No, the point of hekera here means it's, inherent, it's, it's intrinsic, meaning this is a very festive meal. When we remove the tray, that's really an artificial hekera to do things not the way they should be anticipated. Over here it's simply to establish the fact tonight is not a regular supper. Tonight will be a festive meal. Tonight we will be we'll feast and in a feast it's proper to have appetizers before you have the, you serve the main meal which we're, like, simply this is, this, these are the hors d'oeuvres before you want to wash and begin eating. And the whole point of a Keira, the whole point of a care Latino code, that's a, it's not like standing on your head and telling the kid, you know, oh, look, it's a very strange evening tonight. It's rather to make it into a very festive occasion. And in that regard, it's the Kerr here and the Kerr you use a tray are different than Kerr. Let me add here an observation in the Tsev, which is important. In the Tsev, uh, writes in his Agada, that shulchan or is an essential part of the Haggadah. It's not that, you know, you, you get to eat a yom tov meal, and if it's 11 or 12, if it's midnight, and so you're hungry, so you after all the so you're able to eat, so to get some soup also. It's rather, the whole point of Pesach Nai is to celebrate it's Mitzrayim. He it says a festive meal is part of celebration. What's more of think about a bar mitzvah or think about a dinner, you have a program and you have a meal. And then sif the says the program is Magid, and the program is of course a crucial part of the mitzvah, but so is the meal. Because the way that sif views it, the meal is integrated into the evening. And if you have a brisker say there, meaning that you speak you talk for three hours and you eat matzah for for half an hour and then you eat and you eat the kleila for twenty <coughs> For 15 minutes, then Sri would, would disapprove of that because the meal is an essential part of the Savior. And this begins not by the Shohana or it begins with Karpas. And the Rambas, the Maram, as uh uh has quoted before, he really views it differently, right? Let's go back to the quote: the Yere enola it's the cause wonder and amazement. Right? Even um, any small amount suffices. But the Rambam views it. No, the Rambam says this is a meal. And karpas is part of the sudas chayrus. It's part of celebrating the freedom. And for that, you have to eat the kezayis. Otherwise, you're not participating. It's like yeah, it's like seeing a guest who doesn't want to take it. doesn't want to participate in the, pre, in, the in, 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 in the in the appetizers. Only later on. No, you have to be a full fledged participant in the entire event. This is the Rambam's uh, point over here, and this is the point of Karpas. And now, I think the, the important point is to recognize that essentially hekari latino code means different things. One of the meals is to get them, is to get the curiosity uh, and to, to ask questions. The other one is to teach them. To teach them that Pesach is a very special event. Pesach is a unique evening, and the meal itself is part of the teaching process. In other words, hekari latino culture is not part of the questioning, it's part of the answer. It's part of teaching them that this is a, a special evening. Okay, now... Um, Telegraphically, I'll mention. Rahats. Um, broadly speaking, right, we only we only wash when we uh, when we eat bread. In time of chazal, you would wash really for three different three different occasions. Eating bread, eating truma, or when you eat anything which is moist. Uh, pickles, uh, olives, um a salad, which you uh, <clears throat> a salad with oil in it, anything like that. Let's take a, pickles. that's a good example. Right? Eating pickles, you have you have to wash. Presumably, it's, it revolves around the alachot of tumantara, and that's why nowadays we don't do it anymore. Nowadays, you know, it was essentially, if I'll state this for twenty seconds, with tazos same psachim, and which is very reasonable, though it's not agreed upon everybody. Tazos tell us. That there are two reasons to wash. One is as part of Kedusha. Vit Kadishtem, Vit is my Part of the Kedusha is having, uh, is washing for the meal, is having, uh, is basically differentiating itself from the animal world, from the world of, um, from, from the non human world. Human beings have hygiene, they have meals, they wash. And this, this is Kedusha. That tells us say when you have a real meal, namely you wash and bread. Um, for vegetables, which are, which I said, like pickles and, and olives and the like, tells us say that's only because of Hilchus Tumah tara It's only because you have to be careful not to contaminate with Tumah the uh the food nowadays we don't uh, we no longer uh take that into account and therefore nowadays nobody washes before they eat um before they value, you know food they know vegetables which are pickled vegetables etc uh that's the tosa say the gra thought that you should wash even according to the gra every time you eat pickles you should wash uh I don't know anyone who does it but the, the gras, Thought so. the Mishnah Bruhre, recommends L'Chathchila, uh, but nowadays it's not, that's it, 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 not the custom. Why though, and that raises the obvious question, why all of a sudden Pesach and tell us, why do you do Urchatz? Because karpas you dip. like right? Karpas are ve- dipped vegetables. You dip them in harosa, you dip them in water. And if you dip them in Meimelach, the so every time you dip this, so you need a to be no till Yadayim for dying Tibulu ben Mashke. Meaning, anytime you have moist vegetables or any food, actually, not only vegetables, you have to wash. And that's why we do it. So, and that's what we make a bracha. We make a bracha because this is not the normal till Yadayim. So the obvious question is the whole year round we neglect it. How come all of a sudden Pesach and I, we come from and we decide to uh, all of a sudden to have this chumrah? You know, if the point is that the whole year round we don't give a turn tara, if Pesach night's the same thing. So indeed, um, there, you know, people struggle with this. Uh, if you look later on, I, I don't have time to quote it now. If you look later on in the in the source of the Chok Yakov, he uh, he deliberates and he tries to understand why in Pesach why in Pesach do we have a chumrah the whole year round that we that we totally neglect. And he said Pesach is unique, so he says, "Hey, what about me Shuvah?" So uh, it's, 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 it remains a problem. Right? My father used to tell me, if I, if I remember correctly, the Pesach night—I think it's the name of the grub. I've never—I've never found it in the grub. The Pesach night, we want to behave like a Sumerian Besamikdash. Besamikdash, they would—they would be given to a What I would like to suggest here, and uh, telegraphically, is, is the following. Um, the whole year round, as will say correctly, when you eat pickles, it's only a problem with two of a tara. It's a problem of the no, are the halachot of, two of a tara applicable nowadays. No, so The whole year round, we don't do it. But Pesach now, normally, But what do we do the whole year round? We wash for a meal. When you have a meal, you wash the whole year round. That's the point of. Uh, my, this, like you wash every time you have a meal. The point though is when you eat when you eat an orange, which you, if you wash an orange, if you wash an apple, so that's not a meal, that's a snack. So you wash only because of Torah. Nowadays we don't do that. When however now here one quick uh, point, the word lechem in Tanakh often means a meal, not bread. <laughs> I'll rain down upon that. The man is not necessarily bread, right? The man is, doesn't cover a bakery. It means food. The word lechem, uh, its primary meaning, probably means food. Rabban and Ibn Ezra debated in that Pasuk. But lechem often, me hamotzi lechem in What I really am saying is the whole meal. Not, that's why you make a hamotzi on bread. It's not that the whole meal is covered by bread. With a hamotzi lechem in aretz means you talk about the whole meal, that the meal itself, the hamotzi lechem, Lechem means he provided us with an entire meal. And the word lechem means often uh, suda. Okay, now, the whole year round, we make the til only on bread, because that's where we have a meal. In, um, however, Pesach night, the appetizers become part of the meal. Right? And according to this, in theory, if you have a bar mitzvah or a dinner, you should also uh, wash before. But in Pesach night, we have a statement. The statement is, Unlike the whole year round, with a regular, you know, everyday dinner, on Pesach Night, it's a festive affair. Pesach night, we serve it's a catered event. On Pesach Night, therefore, the meal begins in, uh, in, in, in begins with the appetizers already. It begins with the board or Karpas. Well, it begins with Karpas, and this is the beginning of the meal. For that, you have to wash or now, if this theory is correct and uh so forth is not Tosos, you would then have to make a bracha. And uh and was, this theory would lead to the idea that you should do now to make a bracha indeed for other reasons though. But according to this theory, you would have to make a bracha. Uh we don't because we so we, we adopt Tosos's uh theory that it's not for that. But if you take the suggestion, A, you would indeed have to uh have to make a bracha mad. But I, I let I I I i just like to suggest that on Pesach night, we establish the whole sequence to live up to this point. Urichatz, because of part of, it is indeed the beginning of the meal, and because the beginning of the meal, we incorporate the, this into the Savior. I said before, Kiddush is incorporated, and so is Urichatz and and Karpas because they're part of the whole festive uh, element, um, to do justice to this, you have to look at the Gemara in Pesach in Kuf and Mudbet. I leave this to for homework or for uh, additional uh, thought. The Gemara the asks there why, if you if you wash on on uh, why do you have to wash a second time later on? And the Gemara is because you that is, you, you you simply probably not paid attention uh, and probably you, you you haven't properly guarded your hands. This fits in well with what I'm saying now. In other words, essentially, the first and the, the, the second of the dime are cut of the same cloth, and the first one could have worked for the second one, if not for the fact that you weren't paying attention, you probably uh, did not properly guard your hands. But if we had trusted you to uh, pay attention, you would not have to wash again, because even though because the first one already is part of the meal and not part of that. Okay, I'll uh, once more. Uh, as I said before, we could probably go on more about, more about this, but we'll have to stop because of the time. So, Chag uh, Kasher to everyone. Uh, it's really wonderful to see everyone, I said before. And uh, as I said in the beginning, uh, really, the shir should be the ilu uh, Yoshua Moshe, uh, and Bermostin, and, uh, and B'met, uh, the, the schus of the limud and uh, everything he did should continue to be for... Uh, to guide us and to uh, and to comfort us. Uh, and once um, what's worse uh, it's really privileged to see everybody and to and to reconnect uh. thank you thank very you much Thank you, to you. okay Rabbi, we'll see you. Thank you this is an added benefit to see you and uh, thank, Asi- you. Asi- Asi- you. Uh, thank you very very much and, uh, beautiful,
0: beautiful beautiful
1: I'll never, wa- I'll never wash the same way again. There was some quick
0: people have to get off. It's fine. There were some questions, perhaps, in the chat. If you want to address, or if people have questions, they're welcome to stay on. Those that have to get to work or to work and get ready for Pesach, we understand. Ramosha can stay on for a few more minutes I'm assuming I don't want to get you in trouble Ramosha if you have to go also but there's some questions and I know that you know if you have a couple more minutes uh, okay it's
1: it's very simple I I compared Pesach to Yom Kippur everybody everyone who's studying Yeshiva knows the Kippur night rule is you you come to the shir goes on and on you're free to leave whenever you want no one uh, everyone connects whenever they want so I'm around and you keep me out of the kitchen. I'll thank you. Then my wife will not. But uh, <laughs> you of, uh, whoever wants to can stay on. No, no problem. Whoever wants to leave, uh no problem. Also, of course, um, uh, I wasn't a chat. I didn't find time to read it during. Um, okay, basically, what I see here. Um, why am I saying just leave to say there? First of all, it's an artificial heck here, so it's enough to it's enough to do it ceremonially, symbolically. Um, Secondly, as I said before, I think the point is really to tell the kid that there'll be a program. And the program will be run by the head of the saith. And it seems the Gemara that you take it, you remove the kaira from Korei The Korei is the person who uh, will lead the program. So that's, I think, why... Uh, why, why dafka from him? Uh, regarding zohar, I agree. In other words, I, I don't want to get too much in, in, into the dictum, but the point, of, the whole point of zohar and, and its unique uh, grammatical expression is exactly to talk about some kind of ongoing consciousness, and uh, which is very interesting why the rambam chose Zahar. Okay, I think I've dealt with the chat. and let's talk the questions about Rav what
0: are the what are the licht and sinafi komen gifts? Is that something you can share, or is that confidential?
1: There are many stories. I'll just tell you the best story. Uh, it's about my brother Yitzchak. Actually, he um, was one year. He um, okay. I, d- don't leak this to. Uh, to uh, should say- I stop
0: the recording?
1: He <laughs> <laughs> was one year. He he he. he stole Effie Coleman, and he told my father that uh, he wanted to step all night learning with him after the there. Now, uh, as my father said, of course, he knew in advance his plans, so he slept well there. My father was unaware of the plans and he did not go to sleep because he was uh, busy organizing the house. Uh, but, anyways, at some point, my father said to him, Look, you know, if your demands are too great, I'll uh, I'll take another, I'll take matzah the I, I, I'll t- I I'll go to the kitchen, take a matzah from the box. You know, I don't to, you know, I'm not hostage to that. Uh-huh. So, Yitzhi looked at him with a big smile and said, I stole all the mats in the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, uh, my, my father's quite pleased. You know, I get when, you, when your child wants to win all night with you, you are you you're pleased enough. Um, if, uh, but if, uh, aside from that, the basic the operating principle was to minimize uh, friction and strife between the kids. Uh, <laughs> totally to win is impossible, but. Uh, I mean, for instance, they, they gave Mafficoma to everybody, even those who didn't steal because um, hey, you know, I, I think they, they didn't want to be a winner take all and everybody else is, uh, is angry upset. Uh, if, uh,
0: okay, thank you very much everyone. Like thank you math. for Mimi, oh, Rob Moshe. What? what? I said thank you for Mimi. Uh, oh, Mimi Schaefer. Yeah. Very well and thank you for giving me inspiration for our own seder.
1: Thank you very much. Okay, so we have uh, a fuel timers from Washington Heights here. I see I mean, right. So he was here. So. Actually,
0: I will point out that there was one uh box of uh Barton's chocolate that came from Purim from your end of the hall to our end of the hall with uh and it was Yitsi uh Rav Yitzi who delivered it and it was missing two pieces by the time it got to our end of the hall. <laughs> 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 Please give everyone, uh, especially your mother, uh, uh, a good Pesach from our family.
1: I say, with regards to everyone, your family, regards to everybody else, uh, I call to Yo, Yo Yol and, Debbie Yol and Debbie for organizing the event. And, uh, Thank you. So, is that good to see you, really. uh, Okay, try to, uh...
0: Michael, good to see you from Chicago, and I see a yep. lot of people here. Okay, I'm going to shut it down and we'll have a recording and share.